right, all right. Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. It is all about that bass. I love that intro music. With us today, we've got an incredible guest, Andy McMullen, managing partner at Legacy Acquisitions. Andy, how you doing? What's going on, Dan? I mean, I could I could bump to that for a while. Like, you should keep that rolling for like another minute. That's so awesome. I love that intro. Yeah, thanks to the uh, the great folks here at NRM Streamcast who put this together. I really appreciate them. They picked it out. They manage it. They make sure everything rolls smoothly. So, listen, thanks so much for coming on, taking the time out of your busy schedule to be a part of this show. I know you're going to add tremendous value. I love everything you're doing, and I can't wait for you to tell the viewers a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So let's just start with it in that order. Tell everybody out there, who is Andy McMullen? <laughs> who is Andy McMullen? Andy McMullen first is a, is a, is a husband, a dad, three kids. Um, but, you know, I've been in the real estate game for about 20 years, Dan, and I and I just, um, you know, as recent as two years ago, we were a deal sponsor and operating deals in California, Southern California, Central California, and it just became a little bit too difficult to do to get things done here in California. So we started uh, taking our investor capital and going cross country and, and trying to find the best absolute world class operators and invest with them. So we started a fund and that's kind of what we've been focusing on, multifamily your mobile home parks and uh, storage. So, so that's what we've been busy doing. Awesome. Well, you know what? What I find fascinating is that you know you look at other careers, right? And you talk to people. You know, you run into people that you knew from your younger years, and somebody might have been doing this, and now a few years later doing doing that, and they're doing this and doing that. You find real estate experts, and they stay in the field forever. So, you know, someone like you, you've been in the game for over twenty years. What made you choose real estate initially? Well, yeah, I really I kind of lucked into it to be honest with you. I was probably pretty close from you know another job, a consulting job or a sales job. I just had a buddy who was working at a boutique real estate investment firm and and uh, he brought me in to work on one of the preeminent projects in LA on the brokerage side. And then it just happened to be a team that had asset management and investment. So I was always interested in real estate. Um, I flailed for a little while, I think, until I started doing my own investments. And, you know, real estate, man, we talked about it before, right? I mean, the market's one thing, right? The stock market has been going bananas, but people like to compare that kind of appreciation to the appreciation of real estate, but they don't consider the leverage piece of that. So if it's appreciating sure. 3% a year, you know, that, and you're only putting 20% of your own money and you're making money on that and you're making money on cash flow and you're making money on depreciation and you're making money on, on inflation, you know, all of these things. So, so that's part of what, what drew me in and just the, the, the kind of collaborative piece of it. That's what I that's what I love about it. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, I agree with you completely. All those different aspects of real estate make it a very lucrative uh, investment vehicle as well as a lucrative career to be in. And I think that you, you hit another nail right on the head, Andy, that collaborative effort. I mean, real estate is really an abundance mentality game. I have met yeah. so many people, and I'm sure you have too, that have 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 no problem spreading the wealth, whether it's information deals or doing things together. It's just really wonderful. It's a wonderful community to be a, be a part of, isn't it? Yeah, you know, when I started, uh, real estate was a lot. It was you know kind of stodgy, right? You 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 were really protective, and I was doing more kind of office buildings, things like that, maybe some retail. But but I feel like the game has become so much more collaborative, and the ones that are winning right now are the ones that have that abundance mentality. Right, that are trying to help others uh, win. So we've got a group, you know, and I'm not being, I'm not being, you know, self, self, you know, defeating. My team is so much smarter than me, but they're all 
givers, you know, they're all go givers. So that's that's part why why I think it works. Yeah, certainly. Well, you touched very briefly on a fund that you put together. I want to hear more about yeah. it. Why did you start a fund? Yeah, you know the, the the fun part. I think when you part of what we want to do is bring in more general partners, right? So we want to we want to collaborate with the general partners at the co sponsor level, but then we want to raise capital quicker, and we want to be able to bring other people that might not have the ability or the capacity that we do to go and partner with another deal sponsor, right? So if we've raised two or three million dollars for a deal sponsor, and then we can go to our investor base. And say, hey, you can get in with this uh, world-class operator that you would probably only be able to get in with if you had a million dollars and get you in with 50000 You can have diversification across the best asset classes that we believe in the country across the, you know, the, the Sun Belt um, and with world-class operators. It's not enough. And, and I think part of the reason, too, Dan, is when I was an LP investing in other people's deals or even on the GP side with other partners – Piece that's always missing from from these sponsors that have you know that haven't have don't have the twenty year track record is the reporting piece, you know the the investor mm-hmm. experience, you know like really because why would you you know if you're finding next deal and executing the deal why do you want to you know last thing I wanted to do on a Sunday night when I was an operator is you know pull asset management reports and all the rest of it sure. and try and you know so and then they also have to be transforming communities in some way so that's that's the, the, because of those two components it's rare we have to, have to say no a lot you know to sponsors that doesn't mean we will never work with them but that's what we're focusing on right now yeah and i think you, but, you go ahead i'm sorry no, no no go ahead i just want to make sure you know i know you run these quick man you got like you know rapid fire because you got you know episodes and episodes and episodes i want to have some time to ask you questions man so you know you're gonna give me a little bit of my favorite pod that you did was the one where you had you had one of your guests interview you so i'm, <laughs> sure, hoping, that, I'm hoping that you're gonna give me some man i appreciate it. i'll make sure to earmark a few minutes at the end for some questions no, no doubt about it i appreciate that so you know, I love it. I mean, I think that people out there need to know those things, right? Investing in a fund a lot of times makes sense because, like you said, diversification, right? Access to deals that you wouldn't have had access to if you were working with only your your own capital, right? The ability to be a passive investor, whereas you know the operators and those who are managing the funds are the ones that are putting together those reports and the ones that are making sure that it performs. So there's a lot of reasons to work with a fund manager and work with a fund, I should say. And it's really it's great that you're doing that. It's something that I'm very interested in, and I know that. We've gotten a lot of feedback in the episodes where we discuss syndications. A lot of our viewers found tremendous, you know, value. So I appreciate you sharing that. You know, yeah, I mean, I think that I think just just one more point on that is I think that there's a lot of people out there, and they're listening to podcasts, and they 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 know that there's syndicators that are, have their funds or they have their deals, and they don't know which way to go, right? Because they've maybe those podcasts man are great marketers, but they don't have necessarily the 70 years of experience that our team has in kind of vetting these deals and underwriting them. And so we just think that we can bring that value that maybe you don't have to invest in just one deep one off deal. Maybe you can invest in diversified portfolio of asset classes and still get the same kind of returns without having to worry about, you know, if you're going the right direction or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you've been in the game for a long time, and obviously there are many things that brought you to where you are, right? Many situations, many um, uh, experiences, many learning lessons. Is there maybe one thing in particular that stands out to you that you wanted to share? Yeah, you know, I I always think about uh, just the the mentors that I had. I call it who luck, 
you know, the people that I was able to, to meet, you know, throughout, uh, I, I didn't come up with the phrase. I think Jim Collins came up with the phrase, but it's so true, right? I mean, you think about those, those things that happen to you in your life and there's certainly, you know, vicissitudes and difficulties and, and challenges, but you look back, would you trade any of those challenges for the, some people that you met at that time that brought you to where you are? So, so for me, that's, 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 you know, where I grew up and family and parents and all that. We didn't have a lot of money, but the, the people that I had access to and the people that I met along, along the way are the reason that we're here. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's another great thing about real estate is that with that collaborative, you know, abundance mentality, it makes it easier to access uh, mentors and people that can help you, right? Because all of us, no, none of us got to where we are alone, right? And, and none of us are going anywhere that's meaningful without collaboration with other people. So I think that's another amazing part of being in this industry. It's, it's something that keeps me smiling, keeps me going, makes me very thankful for being in the game myself. So, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of different routines that, that successful uh, real estate professionals have. Are there any routines in your life that, 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 uh, that you have that you think have contributed to your success? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I know how... I know how trite it sounds, habits, right? But but it really is about the consistency, the long game, right? And yes. so for me, I've got to start it up early in the morning. Big fan of the of the miracle morning, um, you know, up early with the the workouts and the writing. I got to kind of clear when I write. I kind of clear all the chaff, all the stuff that's just floating around there, and then I can kind of you know really zone in on what I want to achieve that day. So I would say the spending those two those two hours, you know, with my with my Bible and my the workouts and podcasts and the reading and the writing, I think that's kind of where, where I'm able to really feel like I can charge forward throughout the day. And then, you know, obviously the delegation part is, is so key that yeah. that's, that's much more difficult than people, you know, say that it is. So, so that's something that, that we've really been able to kind of build on recently. Yeah. You know, it is challenging, but I, my experience has been once I started delegating, it's liberating, right? Because I can give other people, like you said, there's people on your team that are better than you are at certain things, right? Well, so, it, so much better. Yeah, and if you would try to take everything and run with it, you just wouldn't have the same success. So for me personally, I noticed when I started delegating, I just felt lighter and I felt like I could focus on those activities that are that have the, high, the highest return on investment, which is ultimately yeah. what real estate is all about. So if I could, if I could give, you know, to, to the young investors that are coming up, I wish, I really wish that I would have handed some things off. You know, you just go down a rabbit hole, right? I mean, you, you talk about companies now that even startup companies, they, they, they think that they can do AI, right? And they don't realize how expensive it is. So they go down that rabbit hole and then that basically takes over their business. So if people can really figure out how to segregate, get those people We've got so many resources now with Fiverr, et cetera, people that really just young in the business that just want to learn and help and that, want to, that, that you could basically mentor that would help you with your business funnels, et cetera. There's no reason to be trying to do it all yourself. It, it, and you, people think that they want to learn it all so that they can understand how it all works. It's just it's just not it's not realistic to do that and, and scale. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I mind kind of maybe maybe a little bit of a variance on that. I like to learn how to do things at least initially. It helps me then to hire better. It helps me to understand the process better. But I by no means yeah. need to become an expert at it. I just have to have somewhat of a fundamental understanding so that I can then delegate better and understand the process better. Um, but it is it is yeah. tremendously I agree. important. I, I, I agree with that. But, but but when you think about syndication, then you know, and and the the pieces of a fund, there's so many components, right? There's the underwriting, there's you know the operations, and and I, it's not it's not feasible for me to know. I mean, I can look at their their SOP and see how they're handling things, but but it's it's not feasible for me to manage every single 
part of those operators that we invest with, you know? Sure. It's, Absolutely. It, so we, we gotta, we, we gotta trust in the people that are managing those things. Absolutely. So, Hey, Andy, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we'll, as per your request, we'll flip the tables. Okay. Okay. So okay. You've been around in the game for a long time. You've done a lot. Is there ever a time that you had maybe a major setback that you weren't sure you'd bounce back from? Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was probably my first syndication deal. Um, you know, it was a disaster. I mean, the due diligence that we, you know, wasn't there, the management that we brought on, the second manager that we brought on, they kind of asked, it was like a mixed use. You probably know about a lot. You probably would have been able to help me. It was a mixed use retail project um, in Dallas that we did. And I didn't going to recover. Um, I, I didn't know if we recover, but, you know, it kind of, it, it, it kind of harkens back to what I just said earlier, which is because we had the depreciation, because we had, you know, the loan payoff, you know, because we had all of these things, we were able and some cash flow, we were able to kind of right the ship. But I, I honestly, for two, it was probably two years there, I thought that was going to bust me. So what did you do? Like, how did you just not throw in the towel? Yeah, you know, people ask, ask me those things. It, it, it's just, it, how do you answer that, right? Like, damn, why, why, why have you not quit yet? I mean, there's, I know that you've had some failures. I know that you've had, it, you, it's just part of just what you, you do. And, and you have investors that, that are looking to you to, to write the ship, right? I mean, That's what are right. you going to do? Are you going to spend the rest of your life kind of apologizing to them? You just got to, you, you just, so, so in any ways, like if I was to drill down to it, brought in new people, you know, uh, took my, you know, took my licks, realized that I wasn't good at what, whatever that task was and brought on people that could help me write the ship and some luck too, right? L- luck in the market, luck that we, that we got into real estate and we've got all those other, you know, money making opportunities within a syndication that went afoul. So yeah. It, it, so anyways, I, I got, I got to, I got to ask you, man, about your process. Sure. So, so tell me a little bit because you, you, I've seen you everywhere, man. I've seen you <laughs> like meetups. I've seen you with content. I've seen you with deals. I mean, it, it's bananas. So, so just tell me about a little bit about like your first two or three hours. My first two or three hours, like in my day. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Listen, I'll, I'll bear is, is it, it chaotic? No, it's yeah, not. It's not, well. you know, it's not chaotic. I, I happen to be somebody that I kind of am more of a night owl guy. So, you know, and it's varied over time, but typically, you know, I wake up, I try not to look at my phone right away. I, you know, I kind of want to just get into the day and, and, and kind of, you know, I like to, I honestly like to lay there and think about what I dreamt about, think about what I want to do for the day and envision like what's going to be accomplished during the day. So my day starts off with a little bit of visualization and then I get at it. So, you know, I'll go through my emails, see how things are going and progressing with some of my deals, see if I missed any calls or text messages. And then honestly, I, I, I try to keep a pretty relaxed morning, you know, take a shower, take a bath, get on LinkedIn, make sure that, you know, my, my posts are getting the traction that they need. And then, um, you know, once it's time to get going, I usually have some breakfast, hit the ground running, get to my office, make my calls. And really, the most important thing for me is to focus on the deals that I have in progress, make sure that they're all going smoothly. And I'm, I'm the type of broker that's very proactive, right? So I'm constantly reaching out to each party involved in the deal. Hey, is there anything I can do to help? Hey, how's this? Hey, do you have the estoppel? Do you have the SNDA? How did the inspection go? Did you get the environmental report? So a big part of my, my day is like the blocking and tackling to make sure that the deal stays right on track. That's awesome, man. I knew there was some, some like 
there was some simple moments that you had to have throughout the day. Because all I see is like Dan everywhere. So, so <laughs> like he actually takes a bath. He yeah. actually takes a bath. It's just like that's going to be the takeaway from today. I, I can't believe I just admitted that on the air, but it's the truth, right? <laughs> that's awesome, man. It's yes, awesome. so we've got about a minute and a half, my friend. What else do you want to know? Oh, yeah. So, so I want to know how you're like, what are some things that you delegated? Because it seemed like, you know, you've got the streamcast, you've got the brokerage deal, you're doing a lot of the a lot of the content creation. Yeah. What have you what have you been able to delegate? Yeah, Tell me great, about it. Great question. So all of my show prep, besides me getting on the phone with all of my uh, guests is delegated to my assistant. Right. All of the, um, you know, content around the show is delegated to my assistant. All the posts around the show is delegated to my assistant. I also have delegated all of my databasing. So I have a, a team in the Philippines that does all the databasing for me. I used to uh, that was like my biggest pain. I'm not a, a spreadsheet guy, at least for that, those purposes. So I delegate all of that as well. And then uh, my schedule, I have uh, my assistant manages my whole schedule. So now basically my day is pretty booked with people calling me and it's just been totally a game changer, Andy. It's awesome, man. Love it. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, here's that music again. So if you want to jive a little bit, we can. <laughs> my wife's a dancer. I should bring, I should bring my wife in and dance. There you for go. Well, hey, Andy, this has been awesome, man. I've really enjoyed doing this. You've provided some major value for our viewers. I appreciate you being on the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I'm Dan Lukowitz. Another great episode of Dan on Top. We'll see you all soon.